we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake that ass up early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the God, Lauren LaRosa. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. We got Marlon Wayans. Gang, gang. Marlon Wayans is looking at the wall at, like, yeah, I'm looking at, at the wall because I'm like, I don't see the Wayans. So. I thought you were up there. I don't, no, ain't no. That's Marlon he, Lawrence. He, he's going to be on that That's wall. Smith. When? You've been saying that last I'm time. It's been you, two years. Hey, hey man. Show, show no, them the picture. They don't even have Y'all gaslighting me. You got little no, ass look. Kevin Hart there. Show them the picture. Show looking the picture. like. This is what this wall is supposed to be. I don't know why it's taking so long, but this is what we got you. They got me as Loke Dog and a Loke Dog animal. <laughs> Not even a handsome picture of me. Ain't that something? Y'all made Kevin Hart tall and y'all can't no, get a handsome Kevin picture of me. His face not even touching the ground. Swinging. He's sitting on a chair. He has a grown ass face. Kevin looked in the face like he should be 6'5. <laughs> he do look tall in the face. Man, this is the one thing about you, Marlon. You doing another comedy special, man? You on a run like Lil Wayne was with music or I'm Gucci Man was with mixtapes, man. I feel like you know how you know how I feel like I feel like I feel like Nas and Buster. Mm. I feel like, oh, the second half, now this is when you really come into your own. First 30 years, you're learning. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, oh, I'm executing. I don't have to rehearse 
special for two years to get to know the special. Wow. I ain't got to take that long to write it. I've written movies since I was 17 years old. So writing is just something I do. So I know how to write a movie. Mm-hmm. I can remember a script. So when I'm writing stand-up, I don't even write it down no more. I just write it in my head and I put it away in the catalog inside my head, like tapes. And I now I just know, and I, I make it, things happen. I go, this is what God wants me to do, and I do a special. So wow. I'm doing my fourth special. Mm-hmm. Good grief. Fourth special, Good Grief, mm-hmm. at the Apollo, sold mm-hmm. out, two shows. Yeah, mama, we did it! <laughs> why's I, it why's I think it I was gonna sell two shows in Harlem. Times is still rough in Harlem. Everywhere else, <laughs> they world is thriving. <laughs> Harlem. Harlem's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Gentrification stopped in Harlem. They was like, ah, oh, ain't gonna work here. Yo, do that shit other places. We like regular coffee. We don't want no Starbucks. Um, so sold out two shows at uh, Harlem, and then uh, yeah, man, I'm in Nyack tonight, and then after that, I'm gonna be where am I next week, Craig? Oh, New Year's, I'm gonna be in Atlanta. I got two shows at the Roxy Theater. New Year's, get your tickets. I have a brand, I have a brand new set. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do the set Damn. at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna retire this set. I don't keep doing it until the special comes out. Mm-hmm. I retire the set the night that I do it. Good night. That's my goodbye. You just had six set. months ago with, with a new set. It's another new set. I'm a monster. So why is it called Good Grief? Because it's about how I'm dealing with grief and what's good about grief and how you could. It's either bad grief mm-hmm. or good grief. I've lost 57 people I loved mm-hmm. in the last three years, but I still I've been through it. I've been at rock bottom. I've been in darkness. I've been in dark times. People don't know what I've been feeling. They don't know the pain that I've been going through and what's happening in my life because I always find my smiles. But when you lose 57 people that you love. Mm. 57? 57. Damn. Wow. 57. I'm not talking about like, you know, people you knew. Like, I'm talking close. about people I love, mm. like John Witherspoon, my mom, my dad. And I take the grief and I go, okay, God got me here for a reason. And so I make people smile with the things that. I'm hurting with, mm-hmm. and then I heal. And I want people to know that you can heal too. Find the funny, find it. I like the fact that y'all laugh about your situation. You're mm-hmm. supposed to, because mm-hmm. without that, man, it's hard to just be in it. When you get laughs, it make you come out of your own funk. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that the audience is there. They're my therapist. I've been staying on a stage the past three years because every time they laugh, I feel like I'm getting oxygen. Mm-hmm. It lets mm-hmm. me know that I'm alive, People, it's okay to laugh and everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's called Good Grief and it's so, dope. So it's Dedication to my mom and dad. I was gonna say it's intentional to do it in Harlem. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. my mom and dad is born and raised in Harlem. Wow. Mm. My mother actually performed at the Apollo with her sister's amateur night and they won with the Green Sisters. They won two times in a row. So I wanted to return to the most famous stage, to the greatest city that raised the two greatest people I know. And and do my my best show and dedicate it to them in their memory. Wow. How's preparation for this show going to be different with all of that? You know what I mean? No, it's the same. Everything's the same. When you do your reps, everything's the same. I'm not tripping. I'm not putting too much on it. I know right. I'm gonna be a little bit more emotional when it's done. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna feel like Michael Jordan when he had that when his pop passed and he was holding that trophy and yeah, crying yeah, on the yeah. floor. Right. I'm gonna feel like that because um, there's a victory in honoring your parents. And I had them with me for so long. Mm -hmm. And being able to talk about them every day on stage was great, but also hard. So retiring that is also retiring some of the memory of them. And and it's going to be an emotional night. I'm going to have a lot of family in the house. But this set, this set is crazy. It's funny. It got heart. It's it's dark. 
mm-hmm. is 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 special. I'm I'm not. If it was whack, I I would tell y'all. Mm-hmm. If I feel like it was garbage, if I ever feel like it's garbage, but then again, as artists, we never think it's garbage. I was gonna right. say you still going to stage if you thought it was garbage. I wouldn't put it out. I wouldn't do a special. Oh, okay. I'm not rushing to do mm-hmm. a special for what? I'm only doing. I'm doing specials when it's special, right. and I'm doing specials because I'm not going to sit on material for five years doing the same set. When mm-hmm. I go to your city, I want you to know, yo, he got a brand new set. Every time I go to your city, which is once a year, he got a brand new set. That's the kind of artist I want to be. I want to drop album after album after album. Like you said, like Lil Wayne, like mm-hmm. it's an album. That's mm-hmm. what a comedy show, it's an album. So I'm dropping albums and I want people to see my progression from wokish to you know what it is, to um, uh, God Loves Me, to Good Grief. I'm, every year you're gonna see my progression as an artist and then one day you're like, yo, where did he come from? I've been here, y'all just discovered me. I was gonna ask, was, is there any pressure? Because since it is so close to your heart about your family, you got family members coming, and I'm sure the closest people that will critique you the most is your family members. Um, you know, no, I think my brothers trust that I do the work, right? It was one thing when they were older, and when I was when they were when I when I was younger, and they was trying to protect me, and they mm-hmm. didn't know, do you do you know what you're stepping into? But I think. After God Loves Me, mm-hmm. the last special about the slap, about you know Chris Rock and Jada and Will, after they saw that, that was the first time in 30 years that my brothers was like, Damon said to Keenan, he said, yo, I saw Marlon's stand-up. He said, mm, what you think? He said, it was brilliant. That little ugly nigga is on to something. <laughs> <laughs> he said, why? Because I never seen it done. I never seen somebody take one little stupid topic and do a whole hour about it, but it wasn't about them, it was about him. So, and Keenan saw it, he said, okay, let me see. Then Keenan saw it, and he goes, mm-hmm. I saw your special, and Damon was right. It was brilliant, I'm proud of you. You changed the wow. game. Wow. And from there, that gave me a level of confidence, like, okay, I now I know not their process, or their own. you discover your own process, you come into your own. I wanted to break the mold so that I found what is Marlon. I have my own identity as mm-hmm. far as what I'm doing in terms of specials and what my skill set is. Mm-hmm. I don't look at the next man. Right. I don't want to do what anybody's doing, what none of my peers mm-hmm. or the people before me. I just want to do the best Marlon that I can. And the Marlon at so many different levels because I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I'm a producer. I, I do drama, I do comedy, I do characters. So I just, I just be Marlon and I feel like these are my best years. People have been watching me for 30 years. It's hard to see somebody grow when they're in your house every day. Right, right, right. It's when they go away and you, yo, you shot up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The weird part for me is they people have been watching me grow for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finally at that place where I feel like I'm that dude. I'm shocked that you ain't milking it. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, you got this, this special good grief. You could tour that for two years. You could have toured any of these specials. For two years, got paid like a motherfucker and then did the special. Yeah, but that, that, does that make me a great artist? Mm. Or does it make me a better artist and a better writer if I let material be disposable and create from what is new? Mm. I can't hold on. You can't hoard material. You can't hoard life. Mm-hmm. Life brings you so much drama every day. I can't, I only got that much storage space. So I want to hurry up and talk about this because I got so many other things to mm-hmm. talk about. Right. There's so many. I, I, I got a great special about my brothers that I want to do. I, I got a, a call Ugly Baby. I got my, I know my next three what? specials. <laughs> I got a special. Wait. It's called Becca, Ugly Baby. You can't just skit over that. Like we got, who's the ugly please baby? You? Me. I was an ugly ass baby. 
That's made my, my production company's Ugly Baby Productions because I was an ugly ass baby. Who Sean was that? a pretty baby. Okay. I was ugly. For, Sean, me and Sean used to have a two banger stroller. And when they see Sean, they'd be like, oh, that baby's so beautiful. I want one. And then I would move. And they go, oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> I think it's the afterbirth. Damn. Wearing Oshkosh. Damn. And then, Damn. I was I was ugly baby. So I talk about me being the youngest of all my brothers and the journey of being the young Prince of Kings. Mm. And mm. it's a beautiful hour and a dedication and a roast and toast of my brothers. I'm going to do that one after. See, I, I go, what's my story? And then I, I'm going to do that one. That's after I do my next one, which is going to be either probably called Skittles or Rainbow Child. And it's about. What? Yes. Wait, can we, before you go there, how long were you ugly for? So, how long were you ugly for? The ugly baby. I mean, I, you can't rinse all the ugly off you, you know? I got most of it away, you know? It's like, it's like middle school, not ugly. Like, I, I had a you... weird stage in middle school. When your teeth get big and you start looking like a rabbit in your arms. <laughs> so ugly baby, ugly at the first lockers. And I was then... ugly as a baby. Then I got cute at like six. I was a bad little six-year-old. Like, I was so pretty at six-year-old. I'm surprised. This somebody, guy. somebody. <laughs> I swear, I was. You know what I mean? He'd be going too far. I Like, sometimes. I, like, one time I was watching Oprah and I, I was watching Tyler. Tyler. And Tyler was talking about. Yo, his no documentary, funny. his documentary that's coming out, what he does is he talks about these dark things in his life and then shows how he did it in my deal movies. Brilliant. Yeah, so you, when, you, when people see the Brilliant. doc, they're going to get it. They're like, oh. Brilliant. That's what I do with stand-up. Yep. I take the worst things. I used to go, what's funny about pop culture? What's funny about mm -hmm. race? What's funny? That's, that was wokish. That was the first time mm -hmm. I'm telling mm -hmm. the joke. I'm learning how to tell jokes. And then, and you know what it is. I was like, I'm going to tell some jokes, but I'm going to tell some truth. And I talked about me getting caught cheating on a boat because that happened and it messed my family up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what's funny about that? And so that show grew into that. And then the third one was like the, the slap. That wasn't about Chris, Will, and Jada. That was about my journey knowing all of them and all the painful things that I went through in that situation and that God really is always an individual experience for you. Whatever you happens in the world mm. is really happening for you as an individual. You never wanted to go back to the slap now that she... Wrote the book because I'm sure there's no, so I much more, more material. I, I, did, I, I could do four more hours on it <laughs> after that tour she did. But uh, here's the thing. Her book was amazing, though. She talked about your I, brother in the book a lot, Keenan. Keenan was dope. Yeah. My family has been yeah. nothing but love and positivity. Absolutely. And Keenan used to always tell her how great she could be. And Keenan had sit-downs with J-Lo. Why do you think we are doing what we do? Because Keenan put in our head, this is what you can do if you work toward it. Keenan kept her out of jail. Deniable force of nature. He yeah. did. Keenan's that dude. Yeah. Have they reached and, out? And Jada is a friend. And Will is a friend. And Jada's more my friend than Will. But I feel like this. Everybody mind your business. Everybody always in everybody's business. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, social media has allowed people to creep into your business. Mm -hmm. That's not your fucking business. Mm -hmm. My life ain't your business. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's really not. I get my jokes is your business. What I let you see is my mm -hmm. business. But it, that's their marriage. Whatever they choose for mm -hmm. their marriage and whatever they want to share, great. But it's not for us to watch their life mm -hmm. like TV. This is people's lives mm -hmm. so i'm i'm more um and i think i did something right when i did my special because i didn't get no calls from will mm -hmm. i didn't get no calls from jada i didn't get question. no calls from chris and jada just did this tour mm -hmm. i didn't hear she had nothing she ain't dragging no mm -hmm. why because jada knows i love her jada knows i came 
from love, but she also knows that, that nigga crazy. Marlon just, he off. He just going to say what he going to say, but it's always with love. So you, you, it's not about, I wasn't being hateful or mm -hmm. angry or bitter. I was just telling funny truths. Ugly babies might be hard for you to do because the brothers gotta be there, right? So Keenan, oh, gotta be there. A, Damon gotta be there. Sean gotta be I'm there. I'm gonna roast all them niggas. They, they <laughs> That's not pressure. Them like actually sitting there watching you. Perform? No, they ain't gonna be there. I hope we do a tour together and I I get that to do my so set fire. with about them with them there. Got you. Got you so got you. I mean they they know I love them mm -hmm. and when I do it they gonna they they know it's love. It's gonna be truth. It's gonna be funny, but it's gonna be love. And then Skittles or Rainbow Child is about my my daughter. I have a daughter that transition into a son. Um, my, my my daughter, Amai, is now Kai. Truthful. And so I, yeah, True, okay. and so I talk about the transition. Mm -hmm. Not her transition, their transition, but my transition as a parent going from ignorance and denial to complete unconditional love and gotcha, acceptance. Gotcha, gotcha. And I think there's a lot of parents out there that need to have that message. And I know I'm dealing with it. It was a very painful situation for me mm -hmm. but man it's one of the best funniest hours mm -hmm. i i probably could ever imagine i can't see a child coming up to you and asking you because you you joke too much so i can see a child say dad i'm thinking of transitioning and i, I could just see you take nothing serious i i always joke they know i told my daughter i said i said nigga you transitioning to your brother you look just like him <laughs> see? i can't tell the difference between her and like i swear to god <laughs> I, I, 23 and 21. Oh, so but they're, they're brilliant. Okay. They don't change. Brilliant. Most well-read. The smartest wins. Smartest. Hands yeah. down. This, this, my dude, my nigga, I'm still working on the program. I was about <laughs> to ask you. I was about to ask you. My nigga, you, my nigga covers no, it up. I was, my nigga, my nigga, my nigga covers it up. I was going to ask you because five seconds <laughs> ago you <laughs> had changed. That covers it up. They. They let me, you know, they know. They know I love her. They, they see me try and they're like, I'm happy. I'm it's sure just for me when I say day. I'm like, is it like, which one you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> How many times you got? <laughs> but I gotta respect their wishes, right? right? And 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 that takes as a parent, I just want my kids to be free. Mm -hmm. I want them to be free in spirit, free in thought, free to be themselves. The the more you know yourself, the more you can govern yourself, the more you live your truth, the happier your existence. So if they can't get that in the household with their father and their mother, mm -hmm. how the fuck do I send them out into the world mm -hmm. to with that kind of confidence? Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so proud of them for being them. But that don't mean that they ain't got jokes. <laughs> I got ready for that. Do they though? approve? Oh, yeah, they got approved yeah, the content. Okay, okay. I did this. I did the set in front of. I was at. I I went this thing for William Morris. And it was all these world leaders. It was like people like it was part of the government, mm -hmm. people that uh, five star generals, and, and it was like some CIA set? there. There was people there. Like if I bomb, oh god, nigga, I would have been dead. They would have killed me. You would have mm -hmm. found my body. They would have poisoned me there. Um, it was that big of a crowd, and I felt like I want to do this set right here because it's important to me. What's important to me? Comedy. What's important to me? My children. What do I love? And what's important is change. Mm. And so all you world leaders that's having this summit, I want you to think about these people and this synapse and how to be inclusive of this next generation. Because I see a lot of gray hair here, mm -hmm. but these kids that we dealing with, they're different. Right. And we can't have our old ways and expect to do new things. That's mm -hmm. fact. So please embrace the new. The first, when you first said that, the first thing I thought of was like, oh my God, you say the wrong thing, and it's like, woo, what's gonna happen next? But thinking about it the way you just put it, we need, like, 
we need comedians to be able to do that type of thing. Absolutely. Because laughter kind of opens up conversations, but people, you know, people are a little scared to, because I just got scared for you when you told, when you just said it. Like, I, I wasn't even there watching it, but literally listening to you, I'm like, people will take things, they will twist things, they will misinterpret things, and you got world leaders in yes. the room and all that stuff. But what, how do you think comedy gets back to that? Um, I think it takes people like me. It is not bad. People are people still like scared. Chappelle, people like, you know, Chris, you know, people that don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I said it. I meant it. If you cancel me, good. I didn't want your ass in my show anyway. Because real ones don't cancel you. The people, when you say it, the people that love you, they come into your show and they bring in a friend. Mm -hmm. So this cancel culture started when social media started, mm -hmm. right? Social media is not real people. These are bots from other countries sitting behind computers, taking away our first right as Americans, which is freedom of speech. They're attacking us. And we're so stupid that we pick up on it and the media picks up on it and then they make this a story and then now the corporations get scared and the people that the right. sponsors get scared mm -hmm. and then they want to take away your job, my job. They want to take away our job because they want to take away our mouthpiece because they want to kill our freedom of speech. And we are all stupid sheep that are following this damn thing. And I'm just like, yo, fuck that. I'm going to say what I got to say because I know it's, I'm saying it with love. I miss the 70s mm -hmm. when you could just say, I miss, I like mild racism. I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, like mild I, I love when a Puerto Rican talks bad about a Dominican. Mm -hmm. It makes my day. <laughs> I like when they call them Negrito Sucio. Yes, because they are niggas. <laughs> it does feel like the world was a better place. That's, to me, when everybody was more free with their speech, the yes. world seemed like a better place. Yes. I think everybody bullshitting each other. Now. I, I the agree. 90s, 90s, everybody Everybody's was scared. Yeah. I, I say take it back to the block, man, and uh, let's get back to laughing. And I, I, I have a, a bit in my set that I'm gonna do. It's dark. I have some dark jokes, like, I, but it's okay because I feel like if a, I'd say one day a dark joke is gonna save your life mm. because you're gonna be in a bad place in your life, and the only way to get out of it That's right. is to look at it and find humor yep. mm -hmm. and laugh your way out of it mm -hmm. because depression is real, mm -hmm. you know. And like I look at the like when. Like Will slap Chris. I got scared. Why? Because I seen somebody snap. Oh, I know yeah, mental yeah. issues, mental yeah. illness. You put the world on you. Check on your strong friends. Check on your strong mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. That was a snap moment. I was like, oh. He ain't laughed in a while. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So we should be concerned instead of frying people. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey dude. Are you good? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't. People go through things and we put so much on us, but you don't know how I'm feeling inside. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes, like, were you joking with him? Yo, you be like, not now, but part of you is like, yeah, that's good. I need that. <laughs> I need that. He don't we stop, need... though. That's the problem. He oh, just, he, he's just relentless. Just relentless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. That nigga gonna have a scandal soon. He gonna have him a scandal. He doing so far oh, no, so no. good. I I'm proud of you. Of him. I had a million. Nah, I need, I need you to do something dark. I need, <laughs> I need something dark. Come on, now. <laughs> you and these white-collar crimes. I need some dark shit. <laughs> Come on, your name's Charlemagne. You supposed to do some gang. Shoot somebody, nigga. <laughs> now, what about when you uh, got into the situation at United Airlines? Oh, What's the humor in that? Them niggas. You <laughs> said you like a little bit of mild racism. Yeah, but it was. But see, that was targeting, right? If I'm a first-class customer, mm -hmm. I went on the plane. I was minding my business. Mm -hmm. I had a hat on, so he didn't know it was me. You know, I had. I was minding my business. I had my three bags. One was empty. 
Because just in case I get an asshole like him that goes, you got to put that bag with that bag. Or I use that bag to take my clothes when I'm um, going from show to the hotel. So he's like, he had three bags. He's like, you can't come on here with three bags. I said, listen, I'm, I'm first class. He goes, I don't care what class you're in. You can't come on with those three bags. I said, okay, cool. She goes, you're going to he goes, you're gonna have to condense those. So I took the bag. I complied. It's all on video. I complied. I said, cool. I said, and then he looks at the bag. He goes, uh, I said, now it's two bags. He goes, yeah, well, now that bag looks a little big. We're going to have to check that. I looked at this nigga. I said, I looked at my ticket. I said, see, now you just fucking with me. I grabbed my ticket and I walked on the plane. He tried to jump on my back. I just went no. like this. Yeah, and he fell off to the ground looking silly and goofy. And I went on the plane. He tried to jump on your back? He tried to jump on my back. And I just was like, whatever. And I I, I didn't push nothing. He tried to say I I, I assaulted him. But the cops was like, The police yeah. didn't cite that, though. Yeah, they was like, yeah, this I is not assault, sir, for your... Clearly, this is not assault. That but he watched the video touch you. Yeah, we okay. watched the video. But... They went and they got me off the plane. I didn't make no funk, no nothing. They, can I talk to you, sir? Sir, I complied. I talked to them and they was like, you know, he wants to press a charge. And I'm like, how does he get to press charges on me when I didn't do anything? He was messing with me mm -hmm. and I was being harassed. And so I didn't like it. And so what I did was I used my my mouthpiece. I used my social media to be like, yo, this is unfair. Mm -hmm. And and they watched the footage. And then and the Denver uh, City uh, District Attorney, they saw it. And it was like, yeah, this is nonsense. They dismissed the case. United owes me some compensation because they're – Human resources call me up and try to defend their policy. Well, you know you can't have three bags. Bitch, I didn't have three bags. I condensed it to two. You can't. I said, when is, what happened when the customer is always right? That's right. I said, y'all treat me like I did something bad, and I have not gotten compensation. And I'm like, wow. yo, I, I I got white on them. I was like, I'm going to... I'm gonna write a letter to the CEO. That's what I'm gonna do. I, I, I'm gonna DM. I'm gonna DM the CEO, dear Mister United Airlines. But and even so, after they realized who you he were, didn't, he, he didn't DM me back. But um, you know, it's cool. They still didn't like like what what do you? So I know that in the filing that you recently filed, you talked about like all, there's you, there's arrows pointed to all the white people that were able to get on the plane yes. before you were able to, right? With three bags, exactly, right? In your filing. What are, what are you looking for from this? Like, what's justice for you in this situation? Like, do you I don't want... know something. First of all, they made me miss a show, two shows, Damn. and I hate that. And I, I mean, there was a lot of disgruntled fans, and I I get sad for them. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, whoever missed that show, y'all need to go send those people on free on a free trip somewhere. Mm -hmm. You need to gather all those people up. It was only like I don't know, seven hundred people. Gather those people up and give them free vouchers somewhere. That's first and foremost, and then. I don't know. We'll talk about me. Y'all owe me some money, and uh, I should know. I should be first class for life. They should give me a seat on their plane. Jamal Wayne's seat. They better not be in the back of the damn uh, first class. I want the. Now I'm not the first. Not the first one. Then your feet be all scrunched up. I hate that. I hate that. Why do you even do that? Why do they do that in first class? I hate that. I like that. When I sit first class up in that, I put my feet on the wall, and then. But I feel real, real suspect doing that. And the thing about. It's uncomfortable. Skittles. <laughs> it's good as fuck. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, they owe me some compensation. They owe me some some talk. It was unfair, and uh, it's unfortunate. I stopped dragging the airline, and then they they just kept getting into trouble by themselves. So I just, um, you know, I hope it, it 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 gets remedied. I'm not trying to um, go to war. I just 
I go to war for what's right, and I was, I was, that was definitely wrong, and I stood up for myself. You know, I'm not a troublemaker. No, I talk shit. Yeah. I'm not a troublemaker. I don't get in trouble. I'm not, I'm not that dude. I don't, I don't get rowdy. If I get in a fight, I want you to know I really felt threatened. I really felt threatened because mm-hmm. I know how to, I know how to fight. You look like you bulked up too, man. I know how to fight. Yeah. I do my Muay Thai. I, 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 I throw. So if, I'm only gonna do it if I feel threatened, uh-huh. or if you feel like my family's threatened. Mm-hmm. Other than that, or you hit me. Now, now we got to fight. But other than that, I could walk away, man. I'd rather mm-hmm. shake your hand and keep it love. Yo, hey, man, it's all good. My bad. I mean, step on your Jordans. Hop right, here. Right, right. I'll buy you a new one. Let's go. <laughs> By the way, you was here over the summer, Marlon. You ain't sweat one time. But now it's the fall and you sweating. I don't understand. It's this room. It's the hot seat. Y'all be <laughs> asking. This woman asked me. Uh, Angela, she. She asked me all these damn. <laughs> it's Lauren LaRosa. I'm sorry, but. And I'm asking you, you about asked the me all these questions about United Airlines. <laughs> and, the, and, the ro- and the white man. And they in the air. What they want to crash my plane? You know what I mean? No, I, I get, I get nervous. The and I then you asked me about Skittles. I know, baby. I'm joking. I, ho- I, I was breaking <laughs> Stories. You I said would, Angela you She like that's not her pronoun. You you just be, you respecting her pronoun or something? No, but I asked you about these because Ooh, I was your hands I was lotion. They good. They are, it's, it's a I'm good lotion too. I got, I'll put. He I'll said I'm proud of you. Yeah, because some, yeah, sometimes maybe uh, uh, like lotiony but um, dry. Hers is mm, like really nice. It's a good temperature yeah. moisture too. Yeah, but no, I was asking you about use that because Nivea. no, it's not. It's a little Palmer's cocoa butter. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I was saying that I was asking about this because when the ladies, if your man, oh god, (laughs) have dry hands, and he's in your presence, you don't love that nigga. No, that means he works hard. You ain't gonna be like, boo, come here and get some lotion off your hands and put it on this part of his hand. If you are sitting there with your lady, that's, that's that ashy. You don't know. And no, I'm not dating nobody that ashy. She from Delaware. I don't believe that. First of all, I date people with sometimes with ugly feet. I just make them wear socks. No. When uh, we do it, wear socks. It's all good. <laughs> the whole time? I don't want to see them feet. Marlon <laughs> 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 oh, Wayans, man. I will say check him out this weekend, but the shows are sold out. So <laughs> what you going to do? Oh, no, I'm going to be New Year's. I'm going to be in Atlanta. Roxy. At the Roxy. The Roxy. Mm-hmm. Come rock with me. And then I'm going to be in Portland on December, I think, 17th. I'm at a club in Portland. And nobody got any information. Where we Just at? go to MarlonWayansOfficial.com. Yeah, MarlonWayansOfficial.com uh, for more information. Uh, Good Grief will be out Mother's Day um, on Amazon. And, wow. uh, mm-hmm. and it's releasing on Mother's Day. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, and I, I thank y'all audience for, for rocking with me. I promise you, y'all, y'all watch me for 30 years. My best years are ahead of me. I've been a star 30 years, superstardom. We're going to sell out these stadiums. That's what we're trying to do. Let's go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got parents lifting me. And we appreciate you. You're, you're, you're a good brother. People don't know, but you're a good brother. I love you, my guy. Yeah, we ain't mean to hot seat you. you. And huh? the... We ain't mean to hot seat you. No, you good. It's every time I'm on here, he knows. Because I don't know what he going to say. He got old beef and issues with me. No, I don't. Ever since I called you multicolored, you you got beef and issues with me. What you call them? He started. Was I minding my business? You was minding your business. You started. Joe Budden started, too. I got to go on his show. He started with me. He started with me. I'm online. He's like, Marlon Wayans is not Funny. I Ooh. said, well, hold on, hold on. Hold For no on. reason? What? Well, not a nigga with one song gonna talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know Woop Dead is. Didn't say something to me. <laughs> oh, let me get me and Rice said Fred on the fucking phone. 
<laughs> so we went at it, man. We went at oh, it. Man. Uh, so I, I mean, but that was then. You know, now right. I'm over. We all we all grown, and I'm I'm proud of everybody doing their thing, mm. making their money. We don't people don't need to see us fight. Right. People need to see us fight, and people need to see us heal and make up because I think black people. We need to learn to move differently. Let's stop holding these grudges. Stop building bridges and stop burning them. Keep them burnt. They that's make right. we burn down our bridges, and that's what fucks our community up. We have a bunch of great people to support each other. We need to talk more. We need to heal more, and we need to do more business together. I it's agree. time. All right. One of my yes, favorite things to watch is you and Omar Epps' relationship. Man. Oh, that's my brother. That's, we I writing something special, special right now. When y'all did that Daily Show together. I was like, man, that, I don't know if people watched saw that interview in particular, it was something special yeah. about that conversation between y'all on the Daily Show that was that's super my, special. That's my, that's my brother. I love that man to death. And, uh, you know, we still, you know, like uncles to each other's kids. And, you know, today we, we, we writing uh, projects together. And, you know, I'm just so proud of him. And, you know, what's funny is they don't know how funny Omar is. People don't know Omar Epps. He's fucking funny. Like, he did stand up one day in my house. And he was so funny. In your house. Yeah, yeah right. I, it was like quarantine, and we just had like 40 people over. We wasn't really quarantined. You told me one time I couldn't sell out a living room. I oh, wow. You, like, you couldn't sell Damn, out your I living room. Shit. <laughs> but, but I was wrong. Now look at you. How come to your show? How about that? How come to your show? Though. How come to your podcast? <laughs> I will. Uh, did you do the Daily Show to go? Yeah, I did, did it last week. week. He you had fun? He I had a good it. time. It was a good, good time. Good, good. Like, felt like playing with the Warriors. Aren't they great? Yeah. Like that absolutely. system works. Absolutely. It's like all you got to do is That's spot right. up, shoot, That's right. bow. That's yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. All right, good. I'm glad you had a good time. Yes, I, I had a great time doing it. Um, but Omar, great dude. He's funny. And, and what the people don't know really know about me is I, I have a great, a really dramatic side. Like I'm a really strong, dramatic actor. And so I, one day we're going to do a comedy with drama in it together. And that's what we're writing right now. It's going to be beautiful. That's dope. Yeah. Dope. Hi. Salute to Omar. Well, we appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. All Marlon, good. Marlon Wayans, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, sir. Wake that ass up. In the morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.